This is On The Tee. Brought to you by Canteen Vodka Soda. Ready to drink, ready to go. Now here's your host, Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in, welcome in. Let's get right to it. Let's take a look at the leaderboard. What's happening right now? It's the Mexico Open. And uh, boy, are we in for a treat. Tony Finau at the top leaderboard right now at 19 under. And just two shots behind him, his best buddy, John Rahm, uh, at 17 under. Uh, with Batia as well as Brandon Wu. Uh, really, at the end of the day, um, no wind expected in Mexico. So I'm looking at anywhere between a 25, 25, 24, 25 under par. I think we'll do it. We'll win this bad boy, if not better. So with that being said, uh, Will Gordon is 13 under. He's fifth. So I, I feel that this, this is a four-man race, to be quite frank. So that's who I'm going to be paying attention to. Um, is Of course, as uh, we get closer to that final three, uh, the three ball that are going to be teeing off. So Rom. Tony and Batia are will, will be teeing off together later on uh, this morning, this afternoon, uh, depending on what time zone you live in. So um, excited about that. Now, uh, prior to the tournament starting, if you did watch me on Daily Wager, hopefully you did. Shameless plug, not so shameless. Monday through Friday uh, on ESPN two from six to seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, I uh, I picked Rom to win this bad boy. I also liked uh, Gary Woodland. Uh, to finish in the top 20, and also I liked uh, Jager to finish in the top 40. Why? Uh, this course, this track, 7,500 7, yards, a par 71. Uh, this is a grip it in rip it course. This is a grip it in rip it tournament. Hence why John Rahm, one of the longest hitters on tour off the tee, is trying to defend his title this afternoon. Um, last season, where if you look at the top 12 who finished at the top of the leaderboard, uh, the top 12 who finished at the top of the leaderboard uh, last season, all of them um, had gain strokes <clears throat> on the field off the tee. That was the most important metric. So expecting big things, obviously, from Rom. <clears throat> Again, coming into this, I felt like he checked all the boxes. Confidence after winning the Masters, defending his championship, this this week, and, and I'm going to share with you what the FedEx Cup standings are in just a second. Um, but also, top five in his field, driving, putting, and, uh, and, and approach shots in his last six months. So, uh, and, and not only just distance, but also accuracy combined, uh, just straight up driving statistics. John Rom crushes it. So a reason why I had John Rom coming in, I went chalk, I know. Um, but really, in my opinion, <laughs> um, a lackluster field, not a lot of great competition, and a track that fits John Rom to a T. Hence why I went with John Rom. Uh, Gary Woodland, I liked as well. One of only two players on the field that sit above John Rom for strokes gained off the tee this season. Um, he had made four cuts in a row coming in, and uh, and he finished in the top 15 at Augusta. And then last but not least, uh, Jager, long game, uh, really being in decent shape, really good form as of late. Um, prior in in you know prior tournaments that he's played here on this track in Mexico, he's he's finished pretty high. 
Uh, he made four cuts of his last five, top 15 at the Honda, top 30 at the Valspar. So uh, where do these three guys, uh, again, uh, considering that this is where uh, I was I was rolling prior to the tournament starting, again, as we know, John Rahm, at the, John Rahm two shots back, the Tony Finau, he will be the hunter. Tony Finau will be the hunted. I'm going to get into that in just a second. Uh, Gary Woodland right now is seven under. Jager is as well. So they're both tied for 23. Uh, you can wager that both of them are going to finish in the top 20. Woodland plus 115. Uh, Jager plus 150. Jager is top 10 in strokes gain T to green. Woodland is fourth in strokes gain uh, T to green. And also, uh, where, well, actually, where he is struggling is putting. So if his, if his uh, flat stick could get hot today, watch out. But I do like both of them to finish in the top 20. But obviously the big storyline heading into the final round today is Tony Finau and John Rahm. Again, these two guys are best friends. Um, they're, they both are members of, uh, you know, a, a number of the same golf courses, golf clubs. Don't forget in, in New York when, um, at Liberty, uh, for the, um, I'm, I'm trying to think, was it, um, I'm trying to think what the name of the tournament was, uh, but for the FedEx Cup, right? I want to say it was the first the first leg of the FedEx Cup because it was here and then it went to Atlanta, right? I believe. I think so. Anyway, these two guys were battling it out, but it was opposite. John Rahm had, and this is back in 2021, uh, John Rahm had the two-shot lead. So... John Rahm was the one being hunted. Tony Finau was the hunter. And sure enough, Finau caught him in one back in 2021 uh, at Liberty National. So uh, obviously a much different track um, and, and definitely a much different situation. And I talk about this each and every uh, show pretty much. Uh, just the difference, the mentality of what it is when you are the hunter as opposed to the one being hunted. I don't think the ones being hunted get very much sleep at night. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I do like Tony Finau. I believe he closes this out today. Uh, top 25s. Like I said, he's in great form. Uh, his putting was, uh, was not great on Saturday. I think his, his flat stick gets hot again today. And one of the tracks that I, 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 I think most resembles, uh, the track that they're playing on right now is Tory Pines. And we know Finau uh, just dominates at Torrey Pines. It's just, it's, it's a perfect, perfect track for him. He shot a 65 yesterday. So Tony Finau to win minus 120. What does that mean? You're laying $120 down to $100 uh, that Tony Finau does win. I believe that uh, th th that will be the case. But like I said, what a treat we are in for considering that now we've got John Rahm, the best in the world right now, ranked number one, that's going to be chasing down his best friend. So yesterday, John Ron sh shot a 61. He hit 17 of 18 greens. He was plus three and a half strokes putting. Actually, as a whole, uh, since Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he is plus seven strokes on the field in putting. That's how hot his flat stick has been. So uh, this is going to be a ton of fun to see what happens here. You can get John Rahm at plus money, plus 170 to win. If your gut's telling me John Rahm is going to do it again, I can't argue with you. Pretty much, This pretty much could be a toss-up. I'm just looking for some really fun golf to come down the stretch later on. 
Um, but and and maybe I'm I'm wagering here more with my heart uh, because I just Tony Finau is one of my favorite golfers on tour. I'm also going to throw some change, sprinkle some change on Brandon Wu. Uh, he is 16 under, so he is three shots back. Uh, but he's second in strokes gained off the tee. His putting has been absolutely on fire. His worst round was yesterday. He shot a 67, but he shot a 64 on Friday. So at 16 to 1, why not throw $5 on that bad boy? Uh, treat yourself to a nice lunch on Monday. So that's that's how I'm playing this. Uh, again, more importantly, I just think theatrics, uh, the theater of what we're going to see later on today is going to be such a treat. That's for sure. Uh, as I said, I want to share with you the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, John Rom, number one in the world. And of course, at the top of the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, you've got Scotty Scheffler, number two. He's 776 points behind John Rom. Uh, Max Homa, Keegan Bradley, uh, Cantlay, Burns, Kitayama, Kirk, Moore, and Rory. Tony Finau, outside of 10, looking in. He was 10 last week. He's 11 this week. Boy, talk about some added motivation. I'm sure I'm sure John Rahm wanting to put up more points as Scotty Scheffler is on his coattails. And, uh, and Tony Finau, the motivation, just trying to get in to the top 10, that's for sure. So, uh, again, we've got the Mexico Open. Next week, we've got the Wells Fargo Following that, the AT&T, Byron Nelson, and of course, the PGA Championship coming your way uh, May 18th and the, through the 21st. Excited about the show today. We've got a Callaway rep joining us, Dave Neville, uh, to talk about John Rahm. That's what he plays, Callaway. So why not? Let's, let's, let's hear as to why the best in golf. Um, is doing so well playing with Callaway. So excited to get Dave on. And also Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau is going to jump on board to preview the PGA Championship. Again, I know it's a few weeks away, May 18th, but still never too early to start talking about a major, that's for sure. And also big shout out to the ladies out there on the West Coast in LA. The JM Eagle LA Championships is happening. And we've got a we've got an American at the top of leaderboard. Doesn't happen that often, people. Uh, and that is Knight. Uh, she is nine under. Then Ranru is behind her at seven under. Green at seven under as well. Nelly Corda is three under. She's tied for 12th. Uh, so she'll be teeing off uh, momentarily. And then, of course, um, the ladies at the, t- the top of the leaderboard uh, will be uh, not too far behind. So big shout out to the ladies out there in L.A. So, uh, quick break. We come back. We will continue. A lot coming your way. A lot that I'm going to tee up for you here <laughs> on On the Tee on ESPN. We'll be right back. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to On the Tea. And we've got a very special guest. Dave Neville joins us now from Callaway. He's the Senior Director of Brand Management. Dave, welcome in. Great to have you on the show. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first things first, uh, let, let's let's talk about Callaway. And, you know, just give give folks out there, besides John Rahm, who I'm sure is your biggest name, obviously, because yeah. he's having such a great season, who are some of the other tour players? that use Callaway? Yeah, I mean, Xander Shoffley is one of the, the top players in, in the world. Uh, Sam Burns, um, and he recently won the, the world match play as well. We have the number one ranked fem- female amateur in the world, Rose Zhang, who was the NCAA champion from, from Stanford. Um, so we have a great lineup kind of across the board, men, uh, women, champions tour, European tour golfers as well. I'm sure. And so folks that are listening right now, like, you know, just kind of explain to them exactly Callaway's relationship. Like, how does it work? You know, you're, are you always at their tour stop? Are you there just in case something happens to a client? I know I've been to several tournaments and you guys have your big trailers and whatnot. Uh, for folks who maybe they've never been to a tournament, they don't know how the working relationship is between Callaway and a professional golfer. Kind of take, take a, give us give us a look behind the curtain. Dave? Yeah, absolutely. So our tour team will be out there Monday to Wednesday uh, of each of the tour weeks. And then when the competition starts, they're actually required to leave the property. So we have our giant tour vans, as as you mentioned, and we'll be taking care of the players, whether that's fitting them into new product, or we could be re-gripping, re-shafting, getting them dialed in for wedges or, or putters uh, as well. Um, and, the, and the golf ball uh, also will have representatives out there on the LPGA Tour, Champions Tour to really take care uh, of each of the golfers and give them their best chance of, of success. If something goes wrong during the tournament, we'll uh, either ship something out overnight or we've had instances where we had tour reps actually fly out and, and deliver um, clubs directly to the player as well. So it's 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 really it's it's fantastic uh, what what you guys do and and of course John Rahm right now in Mexico trying to defend that title, um, so that's awesome. Another reason why I wanted to bring you on is is to talk about Callaway the brand the line. I play with Callaways. I love them. I love the feel. Um, I'm due for a new set. That's a whole other story. Uh, but let let's talk about the paradigm. Um, line that's out there right now. And I know there's a lot of buzz. There's there's a lot of people really excited about this line. Tell us all the reasons why. Yeah, I mean, this idea of paradigm is this idea of kind of a shift, you know, a shift in construction, a shift in the way that the, these products have been uh, designed. So it's, it goes all the way from drivers, irons, uh, hybrids, fairway woods as well, complete line w- with Paradigm. We have a tremendous amount of, of buzz uh, out there right now. It's the number one selling driver. It's also been the number one driver out there on tour in terms of wins 
Uh, we've got eight PGA Tour wins, 18 wins around the world already, and we're only in April. And of course, we we had the the World Match Play win with, with Sam Burns, and then John Rahm winning winning the Masters, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. So the paradigm is is absolutely on fire. We've got a ton of momentum out there, and we always encourage people to go out and and try it, get fit, you know, see if it it can work uh, for you. So that's really kind of our our premium line of clubs. You know, a lot of times, you know. I, so, so full disclosure, I play a lot of golf with with men just because I like to gamble. And women, for whatever reason, don't like to gamble on golf. I got, I just, I don't play as well if I don't have money on my game. Um, and and then you know we'll get we'll get to talking, and you know a, a number of the men that I play golf with don't tune into the LPGA. And I try to tell them like, listen, you know you're you don't you you're you're not you don't hit the ball like like John Rahm or Shopley, but you're I find that, that men who do tune into the LPGA, um, th those women, it's more to their game in regard to distance. Um, you know, talk about talk about the average because right now listening to this program is you know golfers uh, handicaps anywhere between 21, maybe all the way down to a six or a five, right? So like, talk about you know how equipment that a pro uses might be different than what you would recommend somebody who's listening to the show to go to a golf shop and, and look for, what would you recommend and, and how, how is that different? Yeah. I mean, first thing I would say is um, when we talk about the LPGA tour, we will see things out on social media and say like, Oh, you know, men should watch this because their game is more like the LPGA, but let's make it clear the LPGA players are way, way, way better than any of the, the men um, out there. They're, you know, they're amazing world-class um, golfers. I think the thing that is the comparison is around the swing speed. So um, the average swing speed out on the LPGA tour is about 95, 96 miles an hour with the driver. So for um, a, a lot of men golfers, that's kind of where they are in the 90 to 95 range. So some of the shafts could be comparable and some of the, the kind of club setups. Um, but in terms of the precision and the way that oh, the, right. uh, the LPGA yeah. players play, it's just, it's absolutely uh, world-class. I, I, I guess, and, and please, uh, no disrespect to the yeah. LPGA. You're absolutely right. My, my point was like in regard to distance, yeah. right? Yeah. That's really like, you know, 150 155 out you grab a seven iron right mm -hmm. like where where like you know like somebody like john rom is is grabbing a sandwich right yeah. like okay so um but you know uh, what what would you recommend uh for for folks you know that that are that are somewhere in the you know uh 18 to 8 handicap range yeah. So when you look at kind of our, our paradigm line, we have three models of the of the driver and the, and the standard model is going to work for a lot of golfers. And, and we have tour players playing that. Uh, we have average golfers playing that. Uh, it's very adjustable. It's got a weighting so you can adjust it to a draw um, or a fade. And we always encourage players to go out and, and get fit. Uh, a lot of players, if they're in, say, 85 to 95 miles an hour of club head speed with the driver, they're probably going to be in that regular shaft. And once you get around 100, um, you might be in the stiff shaft. And then the tour players are playing either an X or even there's a tour X that's even stiffer for the guys who are really, really swinging it uh, fast. But we encourage people to go out and get fit. If there's 
somebody who needs a little bit more draw bias, we do have the X model in the paradigm line, and that's going to be uh, easy to hit, easier to, to turn over, kind of a bigger, more forgiving shape. And then on the other end of the spectrum, the one that John Rahm is playing is the triple diamond, um, and that's low spin, really going to be kind of for that that better player there. You can adjust the, the weights on it, um, but it allows you to kind of shape the ball. So three models uh, going across the, the spectrum, and we feel like there's going to be something out there for, for every player. Um, Dave, before we let you go, talk about the Big Bertha family, please. Yeah, the Big Bertha family we're really excited about. We just announced it. There's two lines there. There's the, the Big Bertha, kind of the men's line, and there's the Big Bertha Reva uh, women's line. And so this is really more for kind of game improvement and game enjoyment. And what do we mean by that? These are going to be really easy to hit, really easy to swing. There's a lot of new people into the game. These are going to be great uh, clubs for them or people who just want uh, extra help. You know, you talk about mid to higher handicappers uh, listening to the show and and this Big Bertha is going to be great for them. The driver is kind of a slice killer. So if you're someone who fights a slice, you want to take a look at the Big Bertha driver. The women's lineup we're extremely excited about, really designed from the ground up for women. So even the faces are, are different in each of the irons. The weighting is different. The swing weights, the shafts, the shaft weight, the grips, the lofts, um, really kind of across the board, really designed for, for the women's uh, game. And so we really feel like these are going to be some of the best-selling women's clubs that, that are out there. So they're just kind of hitting stores now. And so we encourage people to either go out to CallawayGolf.com or go to your local retailer and, and give them a try and, and get fit. Fantastic. Keep in mind, Mother's Day is right around the corner. It is. Um, you know, unfortunately, my dogs don't make enough money to buy me a Mother's Day gift. <laughs> but um, but that would be nice. Uh, Dave, so so great to have you on, uh, on, on the program with us here on ESPN. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Anita. I appreciate it. You got it. All right. You're locked and loaded. Head out there. Check out those Callaways. Still a lot more coming your way on uh, on on the T. That would be this program here on ESPN. We'll be right back. This is On the T with Anita Marks. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, it is on the tee here on ESPN Radio. We've got a very special guest joining us. That's Randy Robles. He's from the Elias Sports Bureau, a dear friend of mine. We've teed it up a time or two. Randy, good morning. Good morning. Welcome in. Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm great. I'm maybe just a little hungover. It was my birthday <laughs> yesterday. So, uh, but up bright and early uh, to to get this golf show locked and loaded uh getting you ready obviously for uh the, the mexico open taking place right now john rom trying to defend his title uh tony finau trying to play spoiler uh you have some interesting insight in regard to these two guys apparently they're uh, they're pretty good friends right very good friends they play together they're both members of a course in a club in arizona called silverleaf uh which is this amazing private course uh um uh, in in uh, near Phoenix, 
and it's a uh, sorry near Scottsdale, and um, they actually played a practice round together at the Masters on the Wednesday before the Masters. They played together, just those two. So very close relationship. Will be very interesting to see them paired together, uh, possibly uh, later today. And uh, you know, obviously, again, this course, one of the metrics I was uh, looking at, uh, John Rahm, Gary Woodland. Uh, two guys that I thought were, were definitely make the cut uh, were guys who could just grip it and rip it. Uh, that's what this course really dictates. So it will be interesting to see who does win later on this afternoon. But uh, before we start, to, I, I wanted to bring you on because I want st- to, I know it's early, uh, May 18th, but uh, the PGA Championship coming your way. And it's here in our own backyard here in the New York area, Oak Hills, the East course. Uh, so in New York, but before we, we do a deep dive into that preview with you, I want to look big picture and let's talk some of the, the big topics, right? Number one is talking about number one. Um, obviously, Rom winning the Masters, um, but Scotty Scheffler really has been absolutely tremendous this season as well. Your, your thoughts on the season that both these guys have had? Yeah, I think that they are the de facto two top players in the world. I mean, they are in the official golf rankings, but really there's a, such a separation between them two and I think even Rory. Um, you know, Rom captured the number one ranking in the world by winning the Masters. And, you know, he seemed, I don't know about you, Anita, but he seemed like uh, maybe six months ago or eight months ago when he was really starting to, to win tournaments again, he seemed like he was annoyed that he was not number one in the world. Like it was his birthright that he should be number one in the world. And he wasn't officially. And now that he is, I feel like he kind of wants to hold on to that. Um, and Scheffler is just, uh, you know, he was the number one player in the world. I think he wants to be number one player in the world. I think it's between those two guys now for the foreseeable future. And um, this uh, PGA championship coming up in a few weeks is going to be the ultimate battleground to see if, if one emerges over the other uh, and, and, and retakes the number one uh, spot or not. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It just seems to me, you know, of course, I'm sure if you and I play golf, I mean, listen, you want to win your club championship. Um, we all want to be number one, right? It just seems to me like John Rahm is like, he's like, Scotty Scheffler to me is just like, you know, he just goes with the flow. He's very laid back, very like, just really easy breezy. Where to me, like, I could see John Rahm, like, you know, I want to be number one. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I could, I could just, I can see how that potentially could play out. Here's another question for you. Are we, are we sliding Rory here? You know, should, should, should Rory be in this discussion as well? I know he hasn't had as good of a season as Rahm and Scotty has. Uh, and then, of course, him not even making the cut at the Masters, uh, obviously. But, you know, your, your thoughts on Rory this season and, um, you know, what, what do you think is missing there? The... The Masters was a massive letdown for Rory, missing the cut. Um, you know, he has a history of playing poorly in the first round at Augusta, and he did it again. And it was just very uh, disappointing. And I think it knocked him down a few pegs in the overall perception of the general public. Um, if you go a little deeper into the stats, my favorite stat, uh, I would say, is the percentage of time a player shoots in the sixties in a round, uh, because that's the name of the game these days. If you don't shoot in the sixties, you don't win tournaments. You, you, you've wasted your time. If you don't shoot in the sixties. So I went back and I looked from the start of this season, 
John Rahm has shot in the 60s 70, 75% of his rounds, including Saturday's amazing round uh, mm. in Mexico. Okay. Scheffler, close behind, but at 66%, very high as well. And then you look back, you go to Rory, he's only at 45%. So he doesn't have the that, that next level, I think, of, of going low time in and time out in these big tournaments. I just think that it's it's those two guys and Rory is a distant third, unfortunately for him. And, um, and the master did not help that perception at all. Another big storyline, Randy, Randy Robles joining us here from the Elias sports bureau is, is the Ryder cup and and what's happening there, you know, should, or should they not invite live players to be a part of the Ryder cup? Zach Johnson, um, is is going to have a, a a big say in that? Obviously, the USA captain. Uh, how do you how do you think this all plays out? I think it's it's going to be much more of an issue for the European side than the American side. The American side has just an embarrassment of riches when it comes to uh, potential players. And even if they're not, you know, even if that does not include Patrick Reed or Dustin Johnson, they have so many players coming up. You know, even you know Sam Burns and. Um, uh, uh, Cameron Young and I, you know, more cow, just so many players that they, they get to choose from. Whereas the Europeans, I think that they really uh, need some of their, their, their players, some of whom have gone to, gone to the live tour. Um, it's, it's one thing to win the Ryder cup, but it's another thing to win the Ryder cup, win or lose a Ryder cup in, on foreign soil. This one is in going to be in Italy in on European soil. So for the Europeans to lose this after getting, demolished at Whistling Straits a couple of years ago would be de- would be devastating. So I think they're going to have to really think about the implications of not putting those live guys on their team. Uh, I mean, it's there's no right answer. I don't know. It's going to be very controversial either way. Um, when it comes down to it, I think it's how much do these guys want to win? Because if if their if their will to win is more than their sense of I don't know what they want to call it, you know, moral obligation to, 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 to the tour or whatever. Uh, if that will to win is, is higher then you're going to see a few of those players on the team. They just, they just have to put them on if they, if they want to compete with the Americans. All right, Randy, let's dive into it again. It's the PGA championship. It's second major of the season coming your way. Uh, May 18th Oak Hills country club. The East course is where they will play. Precision accuracy is needed. 7,134 yards, par 70, narrow fairways. Driving accuracy is going to be a must. Um, The rough is pretty damn rough. A lot of bunkers, a lot of water that comes into play in the greens are extremely small. So with that being said, what are some of the metrics um, in in analyzing the guys that uh, you favor coming in that you think are going to make some noise what 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 are you looking at in their bag? Yeah, sure. So this course is a Donald Ross design. Uh, it is. Uh, it was. It was. Um, it was redone. I mean, some of the holes were refurbished uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, they brought in this what they call uh, uh, sand with or soil with high uniforming content, which means coefficient, which means there's going to be very fast greens. Um, so I really compare this course, Oak Hill to uh, uh and and, and it's uh, it's bent grass greens so i really compare this course to three others on the tour in terms of um, a highly competitive field uh playing on bent grass greens and uh that is the uh the masters the memorial 
and the Byron Nelson. So I look at how players compete in those tournaments since 2021 and how they compete there. I'm going to think is a leading indicator of how they're going to compete uh, at Oak Hill in a couple of weeks. Uh, having said that, I'm going to go back to my, my stat that I mentioned about the percentage of or number of times shooting in the 60s. So going back to 2021, the most times shooting in the 60s at one of those three courses that I mentioned, number one is Rom with 12 times, number two is Scheffler 11, and number three is Spieth with 11. Uh, if you look at the overall top 10s in those tournaments over uh, since 2021, Spieth has the most with four top 10s uh, going back to 2021 in either the Masters, the uh, Memorial, or the Byron Nelson. So Spieth, at, uh, I think he's plus 2,000 is a pretty awesome, uh, maybe like a mid-range pick. He's not, a, he's not a favorite favorite, but he's amongst, you know, the top, top 10 favorites. Um, might be very interesting to take him, especially after what he did in the, in the fourth round of the Masters. Yeah, Spieth is, has, has had a great season. Uh, he did miss the cut here one time before when he teed it up uh, playing this track. Uh, no surprise here. Rom is favored at nine to one. Rory and Scotty Scheffler right behind him at 10 to one. JT looking to defend his title at 14 to one. A guy that I am eyeing is Colin Morikawa at 20, 22 to one. Thoughts on, on JT coming back from seven down last year to win at Southern Hills. Um, what, what are you, what are you looking at in, in regard to JT? Do you think he could defend his title? Yeah, I mean, he's won twice the PGA Championship. He's a son of a, of a um, PGA professional. And this tournament seems to mean a little extra to those those kind of guys. If you look back at, you know, JT, uh, Keegan Bradley won this in 2011. His dad was a PGA professional. Rich Beam in 2002, his dad was a PGA professional. Davis Love in 1997, his dad was a PGA professional. So there's just an extra motivation for JT. I think he really loves this this championship. Um, you know, couple, couple that with the fact that, you know, he had a very disappointing masters. He got caught in probably the worst part of the weather and it affected him. You know, he, he, I think he missed the cut by one shot, um, one or two shots. So, uh, he's kind of guy that is, uh, highly motivated and uh, obviously has a skill set to play these very difficult courses. One of the, one of the hallmarks of the PGA championship is that they play on these historic, beautiful, difficult golf courses. And that's, that's, that's what he loves. I mean, Southern Hills last year was a very difficult course and he just thrives on that kind of level of, uh, of, 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 you know, high danger golf. It will be interesting to see how this all plays out again. I know we are a few weeks away, May 18th, the PGA championship coming your way before we let you go, uh, Randy, again, uh, you and I, good friends, um, both at one point in time, uh, members at upper Montclair, Mon upper Montclair country club, here in New Jersey, which is going to host an LPGA event coming our way soon. What can you tell us about that? Yes, it's the uh, Cognizant Founders Cup. It'll be the second year being held uh, at the Upper Montclair Country Club here in Clifton, New Jersey, which is um, about eight miles from the Lincoln Tunnel, about two miles from Giant Stadium. And we had a wild, wildly successful uh, first year last year with Minji Lee, uh, who was then the number one player in the world. She won it. She'll be back to defend her title this year. Uh, as our, in the field, we have nine of the top 10 players in the world. We have 17 of the top 20 and 42 of the top 50 female players in the world are playing in this event. And it's just an awesome, awesome thing to, to, to watch in person and to, to follow on TV and the whole thing. So uh, we're really proud to have um, 
the ladies here again. And it's, it's just, you know, I, I went last year to watch this and the access that you have to how close you can get to the players is amazing. Like I, I followed around the leaders and you can really, you know, you're, you're 20 yards away from them at all times. And um, it's just, it, it's amazing. And like, you know, women's sports in general is just such on the upswing. If you don't think that it's the next um, frontier for, 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 um, for sports uh, uh, fans in general, you know, you're, you're not paying attention because it really is the next, the next big thing is, is female sports uh, in this country. And, and this LPGA tournament is it's, it's the biggest purse outside the majors is, is this uh, founders uh, uh, cup and um, cognizance, a great sponsor. And uh, it's just, I can't wait. I, I, I know I'm sound like a salesman here, but I just, I love this event so much. And the fact that they're here in New Jersey, just so close to New York city uh, is, is a real treat for, for fans of this area. I love it. I love it. And and that uh, that tournament is coming your way soon as well. Randy, really do appreciate your time here on the tee. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All the best. Randy Robles joining us from the Elias Sports Bureau. Still a lot more to come. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. All right. I want to thank Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau. Really great information. Looking ahead to, of course, the uh, the PGA Championship that's coming your way. It starts May 18th through the 21st, but still a lot of golf to be played before we get there, right? Um, Wells Fargo next weekend in North Carolina, AT&T Byron Nelson in Texas, uh, leading up to the PGA Championship. So there's that. By the way, I always like to end the show with some weather report. Not that I'm a meteorologist or anything, but just to get you golfers um, in the know, uh, when you should schedule your tea times this week. So uh, unfortunately, weather conditions, not fantastic until Friday. 30% uh, chance of rain on Monday, uh, 50% on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So uh, maybe just keep track in regard to when those uh, those rainstorms are supposed to hit. Maybe you could get an early round or a late round in. Who knows? Uh, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is supposed to be absolutely beautiful. Friday, really sunny. Saturday and Sunday, uh, sunny with some clouds. But um, and Sunday, uh, the high is going to be 68. So some really, really nice weather in regard to temperatures coming our way this week. But some rain in the forecast, especially Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. So just keep that in mind. Um, again, uh, I want to thank, obviously, uh, John Mascari. Uh, I, I love our uh, Dave uh, Novell, our Callaway rep, giving us some information. I need to get my hands on some big berthas, that's for sure. And of course, Randy Robles. Stay tuned. Uh, I am um, I am not hosting my show this morning, but Ty Butler is stepping in in a big way, like he always does, with a Knicks slash Heat show preview, getting you ready for the Knicks later on this afternoon pre-game show, and you'll be able to listen to the Knicks right here on 98.7 ESPN.